It's the card. Episode 17, live and direct, back in effect. Come on now. Ryan and Paul. Paul and Ryan, you know what it is. Thank you yes, for tuning sir. in. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning. Thank you for uh, tuning into our last episode, The Rewind. Um, that was a glimpse into my early attempts at podcasting. I actually had started recording on an iPhone. If you could tell, I just turned on the voice memo app, drop it in the middle of the room and everybody started talking. So you can kind of see how the sound quality was back then versus now where we're sitting in a controlled environment with both of our mics. Um, When COVID allows and we can be in the same studio together, we'll still have these mics. So, um, It'll definitely, you know, the sound will definitely stay there. But also back then, I was, I was, you know, I was not too privy to, you know, people want the conversation. You know, back then, if you can tell, it was real live and the energy was there, which was great. But I was throwing background music on there. Right. And, you know, when I listened back, it was like, okay, this is great. But you're kind of, you're kind of straining to listen to you versus the uh, instrumental that's playing. Exactly. You know, are the levels correct or whatever? It's it's not necessarily a radio show. It's a podcast. There's two different things. Right. So, and you know what it is? Time, it's good yeah. to show people the evolution, bro. You know, the exactly. foundation and, and how things evolve. And, exactly. And how the conversation changes. And man, honestly, mm-hmm. e- e- even your evolution, right? You know, yeah. you, you mature as an artist. You mature as yes, a personality. Sir. So, I mean, that was just good for you them know. to see, for sure. To see Shout what out, uh... Shout out Visual Mecca for being on that episode. Um, if you didn't know who they were, they were um, Chicago video uh, director team. So they did a couple of my videos. They did Alex Wiley's videos. Um, I think they had worked on some videos with Chance the Rappers. So, you know, they, they made a name in Chicago for directing videos. Now I think they're both, they're still, you know, involved in video work, but they're just working separately now. They're still you know, homies and whatever, there's no beef, but I think, you know, visual Mecca as a team, that's definitely, definitely in the past, but shout out to visual Mecca for, uh, you know, coming on that episode and shout out to them right now for doing what they're still doing and what they're still contributing to the Chicago music scene. But, you know, episode 17, we got a lot to talk about, man. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. And you know what? Before we even get into the real, real subjects, I just want to say this, because we talked about growth and evolution. So if you're grown, if you're 18, it is your duty, your responsibility, and honestly, your obligation to register to vote. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. I actually have person... I actually voted in person this past week. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for my ballot, so, man. I'm hoping exactly, you, I'm exactly. Hoping if if you can, if you can vote it. by mail, vote by mail. If you can, um, if you can re- uh, request your absentee ballot, do that. Um, vote any way you can. I, I know in my small suburb out here, like right outside of DC, it wasn't too much of an issue to go and vote in person now the crazy thing was it still wasn't our wait the line was way outside the door but you know everybody was six feet apart from each other everybody had their masks on you couldn't be there without doing those things um everybody was respectful i did have some 
you know, um, reservations about voting in person just because of how people, you know, how this whole climate is, you know, is it, um, is it going to be Trump supporters showing up trying to uh, intimidate you at the polls? Nobody was like that. Everybody was respectful. Everybody stuck to themselves. Nobody was really um, trying to get in any, anybody's business. So that was cool. But, you know, once you did get into the building, it was still six feet and it was a smooth process and we got in there and we got out quickly. So, you know, I wasn't too uh, scared of everything. Everything went smooth. But like I said, man, if you can get your, you know, mail-in ballot, if you can get your absentee ballot, however you feel comfortable voting, do that. Because it, yeah, it was good, man. And it felt like a big weight off my shoulders because this is a very important election. So I didn't really want to wait until November 3rd to be out there with the, uh, with the circus. Cause you know, it's only going to go up from here. Yeah. You know, what it is. <laughs> you know, what it is. They, they're coming out and they're going to act out, man. But you know what? Yeah. Like, like I said, uh, a lot of people feel like it's, it's their right or it's their choice. And it, and it really is, but it, I, I feel like it's your obligation, right? Especially me being, a especially me, me being a veteran, man. And I yeah. think that the problem is, is that a lot of people don't realize that, yeah, you vote for the president every four years, but senators and lawmakers, you got to vote for every two years. Your local, exactly. your local decision makers, you vote for damn near every year. So exactly. it's like, who do you think are making the laws and proposing the proposals and tariffs and things like that that directly affect you? It's your local and your, you know what I'm saying, and your state. Yeah. You know, so it's not, don't just come out and vote during the presidency. The president is only, it's, it's, it's three branches of the government. The president exactly. is only the head of one branch of the government. He can't do anything if Congress doesn't pass what he proposes. So you got to keep that in mind. But like I said, I think that's just a lack of education. You know, everybody should get out and vote. It directly affects you, your taxes, everything, mm -hmm. you know, it directly affects you. You know, your judges, your, your, your police, whoever, so you know what I mean? Your, 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 your district attorneys, right? Um, and that's the big fact, man, because I, I, I try to vote um, as much as I can locally. You know, anytime they anytime they send a, um, a notice out saying, um, you know, this voting is going on at the uh, at the Capitol building or this this is going on for this or vote on these judges. I usually do my due diligence to go and study up on who the candidates are and go out there and vote because, you know, what else am I doing? Right. Everyone says local voting is important and when local voting comes around a lot of people just you know sit back fall to the wayside so yeah, yeah I, I i try to i try to um vote as much as i can whenever it's available i know sometimes people out here don't even like to publicize when a vote is even in motion or going on yeah that's true but you know if i'm notified and i got the knowledge i'll, I'll go and do my thing man so hey man, yeah, man. it's your right to do so you feel me and yeah. uh, on the other end of that, you mentioned Trumpers. Man, Trump caught COVID. COVID hey, man. Strikes again. Hey, man. That was, a, that was a night on Twitter that I had missed. But right. when, I, when I woke up and I <laughs> you checked know, it out. You know Twitter was on fire. You know hey, it was man. on fire. <laughs> when I woke up and checked it out, it was on fire. Twitter was on fire. It was like... um. It's ironic, right? Because, you know, Trump was, I mean, he says he never called it a hoax. There's a lot of people out there who are trying to fact check and say, oh, he didn't call it a hoax. But everything he said outside of the word hoax kind of, you know, 
meant that he was calling it a hoax. He definitely was saying that it wasn't as serious as it was. He definitely is on tape um, downplaying it, saying he knew of it, but didn't tell us until like two months later. He definitely was calling it the China virus. And, um, right. you know, he um, he kind of strayed away from wearing a mask a lot of times. So there was a lot of things that he was doing that was, you know, if he didn't outright call it a hoax, there was a lot of there's a lot of um, questionable activity, behavior. questionable activity and behavior <laughs> that kind of communicated to people that he wasn't taking it seriously. Right, right. And you know so what? Now it, you catch it. Yeah, yeah. He he got it, and now you know. Two three days later, he's back in the White House. It's like, whoa! It doesn't work like, like that. We know we know for this whole year, it's always been like you know, two weeks, man. Yeah, at least. At the very least, give yourself two weeks to quarantine and figure out what's going on. Because you're either going to get better in two weeks or your health is going to deteriorate. So, so him you know, catching there's it. still no cure. Him catching it for Trump supporters, right, for Trumpers, verifies, yeah. that, verifies that COVID-19 is real, first of yeah. all, right, for them. Second of yeah. all, second of all, it's not about you. Right. Let's get it straight and let's clear the air right now. Cause yeah. I, I know numerous people who work in the medical fields, nurses, doctors that I talk to on a regular basis. Correct. And um, it's real. It's really contagious. It yeah. really, really can't affect, even though you might not get sick. And, let, and let's get this out there. It's a social responsibility. You might not get sick and, 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 and uh, die from it. Right. But you may be what? You may have be asymptomatic and pass to somebody who can. So it's exactly. not it's not about you. It's about the collective, right? It's about the good. And here's another thing, man. Even if you even if you uh, greater, survive, greater. right? Even if you survive and get better, there's a lot of people who are left with lingering side effects or lingering yeah. complications. There's a lot of people who now have to walk around with an inhaler because their lung capacity hasn't gone back to 100%. And, and it's crazy. There's a lot of people who, who have left without the sense of smell or taste. Right. And so, I, my bad, and I didn't mean to jump in, but it's yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. it just kind of upsets me just a little bit, bro, because it's like, we're, it's like we're beating a dead horse, man. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, can you force people? Every week, we got to keep telling people wear the mask, wash man, their hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you know, you know. I, I know it's, it's, it's like I said, it's beating a dead horse. You hear it every day. You hear it all the time. But people are still dying. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. People still aren't taking it seriously. And it's, and it's kind of crazy, man. It's, you know, whatever, though, right? With Trump. Yeah, man. It, when, it, when it hit 100,000, yeah, I, remember, I remember when the news was like 100,000 deaths. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, how did we get here? Yeah. This is now, crazy." Now it's two hundred. Now we're approaching two hundred, right? Or we did hit two hundred. Yeah. I think we're like, like two ten right now. I think we are. Like yeah, and now Fauci talking about you know if we don't really get serious about things, we could approach four hundred thousand. Look at that. And it's like, yeah, man, it's like what happened to the uh, what happened to the uh, kind of initial energy around the hundred thousand number. Cause that was like a whole like moment in the news when it was like, yo, we hit a hundred thousand. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. How did we get here? Now it's just like, Oh, a hundred thousand. That was a couple weeks ago. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, we, we're getting too used to things, you know? 
None of this should be regular. None of this should be regular. And, so. and, and, and since we're on, uh, since we jumped into politics, right, talking about Trump having yeah. COVID, man, let's jump into this, uh, the kidnapping or, or the attempted kidnapping. Come on, bro. It, it keeps getting wilder. It keeps getting wilder out here. So I guess the FBI had thwarted a plot from domestic terrorists. I'll call them domestic terrorists. I know a lot of news stations were calling them a militia. Right. They could be a militia, but they are still domestic terrorists. So Absolutely. this militia was out here planning to kidnap and I guess either kidnap and take her somewhere or I guess maybe just kill her at her house. Right. Um, I, but they wanted to target the, uh, was it governor of Michigan? Yeah, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, right? Gretchen Whitmer, yeah. the, the governor of Michigan, says uh, FBI uh, folded unfolded the plot 13 charge in, in her uh the plot to kidnap mrs uh whitmer she's a she's a democrat as well Absolutely. so you know there's um politics at play here yeah yeah i don't know what they were trying to prove but i think like they they felt like they can take over the state because they uh kidnapped her or something but i mean that's not how things work you know what i mean so you go and do that you're gonna have some bigger forces swoop down on you right you You don't like her vote against her just like any other elected official like what are you doing exactly (laughs) vote locally do whatever you know you feel like you have to do but this is not the days of you know we kidnap somebody now this is a demilitarized you know it's like (laughs) Like, what are you going to do, bro? Like, how we were talking about earlier, is it going to, you think it's going to be a sovereign state and you're going to put up some fences or something? (laughs) You don't have any resources, bro. You kidnap her. Who who of her underlings are going to follow you? It's only 13 of y'all. It's only 13 of y'all. So you go and do that. There's a whole lot of other people who are in charge of running things in Michigan. You got more of y'all to go after them too, because it's you know you're just gonna meet a deadly fate at that point if you actually go ahead with your plan. Somebody's gonna knock on your door, right? And they gonna boss you up, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, with, you know, you just calling for an untimely demise at that point. It's like you didn't think things through. Yeah, this isn't Die Hard, man. It's not some action exactly. movie. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> take control of Michigan, you know? All of a, we're, we're running it. Yeah, you didn't think that went through, because what's next? What's next? Nothing. Exactly. It's not how it works now, in the U.S. It's funny, because I guess she, you know, the the Michigan governor had called Trump a white supremacist at some point, mm-hmm. and Trump, when they asked him to comment on this plan that was foiled, he said, oh, I think she should be a little bit more grateful. You know, she called me a white supremacist. So it's kind of like, you know, man, like, whoa, don't you know your words kind of empower these type of groups to go out and do that action? You know, it wasn't like they kidnapped or were trying to kidnap a Republican, you know, governor. That's why I bring in the fact that she was a Democrat. And the fact that this militia, if you look them up, you know, I'm pretty sure they are connected to some groups that like how on the debate when they asked him to 
you know, denounce white supremacy. And he didn't actually denounce it, but he said, what? The Proud Boys? Right. So it's like there are these, like, groups, these, like, really radicalized groups out there. I, you know, I guess you can call them far right, but they're just some racist, you know, racist organizations out there like the Proud Boys yeah. who would do something like this. You know what I mean? So, but I got, I got to bring up a point too about the you Proud empower Boys, people man. like that. The Proud yeah. Boys, uh, their leader is actually a Hispanic dude. Really? Yeah, bro. So I don't, yeah, yeah, we gotta let's fact check that. You know hey, man, come on, fam, come on, man. It's it's wild times out here. It's wild times. I'm hey. learning something new every day, man. Yeah, man, cause I cause I actually uh, I looked them up because I was like, damn, Proud Boys. Like I never heard about these dudes, but then I looked yeah. it up and, and and they were interviewing the leader of the Proud Boys uh, right now. And um, yeah. hold on, I get his name. I get his name on deck. Cause I was pretty, I was pretty like, oh wow. Boom, Enrique Tor Terrio, Enrique okay. Tario, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. So he said that they're not white supremacists. Hey man, look. <laughs> he said that you're just they're just a pro America group. They're not white supremacists. Ooh. Okay. So okay. It's, it's one of those. It's, type it's of a things. lot of terminology, man. It's a lot of terminology. Cause you could say pro-America, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we kind of know what groups that America has kind of liked to protect and been right. for. So technically, all right, technically you can say you're not a white supremacist group. But you know, you can uh, date back you, to slavery. You can you date the, back to Emmett Till. You can right. date back to every big moment in this country and and you've never really upheld a minority voice or a black voice. You know what I mean? You've never really upheld that. A lot of things in America are built to protect, you know, white institutions, white thought. So, you know, I don't say that against my white brethren. We have a lot of white friends. So, you know, it just is what it is. So if you're pro- America and that and I don't want to say if you're pro-America you're that those are their words that they're pro-America right I, I feel like we're all pro-America we all live here none of us are leaving here we I just think the idea about the importance of, of voting yeah the idea when of you pro say pro-America and then you match it with the um you match it with the actions that the proud boys have already taken and that's another thing just like how we were talking about Trump right you can you can say I've never said the word hoax right but it's your actions. Your right. actions are going to speak louder than your words. So you can yeah. never have said the word hoax, but your actions have displayed that you act like it's a hoax. You can, You've your words can say you're a pro-America, right. but your actions show me a different thing. You know, right. it's just like how, you know, you have black Republicans and then say, oh, we're not racist. Okay. Have you ever heard of the terminology of a token? Do you know what? token means you know it's like it's sad bro yeah i mean like i said man in America, <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure proud boys have assaulted hispanic people as well yeah yeah for so, sure. and that's what i'm saying it's man. Sad, bro. It's just like it's just like you know it's this idea of and like you said being a you know pro-america right that definition can be skewed 
You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, like exactly. Like, Pro America shouldn't mean anything racial. Nah. But it shouldn't mean anything racial. Or or for that matter, it shouldn't be a political party. Either. Exactly. You Everybody know? should be pro America, right? We all love our country, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I just thought that was a good fact to throw out there, man, because just like you said, the token, you know what I mean? Or like people mm-hmm. who, you know, are kind of you know, brainwashed one way or the other, you know, because we see it on yeah. both sides, right? You, you're brainwashed because, yeah. you know, just like I've met people who are like far, far right, and you're just like, man, your ideals are ridiculous, you know what I mean? I've met yeah. people far, far left, and it's like, man, yeah, we should all be one and live out in the woods and, you know, just down with the grid, down with the system. It's like, okay, yeah. th- that's not reasonable either, you know what I mean? Like, that don't make yeah, sense yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's like, man, well, you know, we got to come to some kind of happy medium. But uh, yeah, you're right. His, his, uh, what you insinuate, you don't have to say something if you insinuate. It, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, uh, yeah, this kidnapping, bro, like just to bring her back around full circle, this kidnapping is clearly, is clearly a uh, reflection of the times, right? And of the energy yeah. that's being put out there politically. And um, like you said, what, what's your next move, you know? So I, yeah. Cause you didn't, you you know that you didn't plan far ahead than that. Yeah. What are you gonna do after you do that? You gonna who who are you gonna get on the phone with to demand whatever you want? Right. Do you even know who to speak to? Do you even know who's in control of this, that, and the third? Right. You could be sitting there. You call up. Yeah, you gonna I'm, sit on your hands once you you don't even know the numbers of the people to call to start putting things in place, hmm. and they're not gonna listen to you. They're gonna do their own thing. Exactly. You know, do you think the police are going to listen to you? Do you have connections with them? Like, it it takes a lot to really take control of something. And then once once you need federal help, are you going to call the government and they're going to help you out? They're going to go along with this? So, yeah. And I mean, uh, in in that same world, man, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Um, associate, uh, rest in peace, rest in peace. Yeah, justice of the Supreme Court, a uh, a liberal, you know, leader, and uh, mm-hmm. man, honestly, women's she did. rights activist. Exactly, exactly. Great, great, great strides for women and uh, their rights, and uh, and um, man, rest in peace. I mean, we lost a good one. Um, yes, sir. Um, she leaves a seat open, of course. Exactly. And right now, uh, Trump and them are trying to put in. I feel like What's her name? this would be their this would be their second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Barnett is her last name. Right. And Kavanaugh was, I think, the first person they put in. I'm only saying I think because I read somewhere online that someone was like, "Oh yeah, Trump's pr- trying to put in a third person," but I feel like Kavanaugh's was Kavanaugh was the uh, only person they had put in there so far so this would be their second appointee within trump's term right um to my knowledge so i think it's amy cory barnett is that it yeah yeah amy coney barrett coney yeah coney barrett yeah so she's a judge she's a a judge she's a republican um yeah i know a lot of people who are her supporters are saying things like um you know her 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 professor really spoke highly of her from Notre Dame, and he is a liberal. 
So there's a lot of people trying to push this bipartisan support for her. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, she is a Republican. She has um, some strong beliefs of things that, she, you know, people think that she might be used to overturn Roe v. Wade. You know, just because she's a woman doesn't mean that she's necessarily down for all of the advancements that have happened in the name of women's rights. So she might be against Roe v. Wade as far as abortion rights. So... Which they, you know, don't wanna, uh, they, they don't want to say it, but I mean, that's a religious thing. You know, we ain't going to go there. We know that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That. Exactly. So, um, the church and state, thank you. If she, I mean, I think the, um, I think the, uh, what's it called? The place is already kind of skewed. Um, I think the Supreme Court is already skewed towards a conservative majority already right with kavanaugh being in there so it would just create a stronger majority for for them to put her in but now that trump has covid and it's not just trump right you know how we said earlier you know trump caught it his press secretary caught it there's like 13 people in the white house who've caught it i think there's even reports that pence has it yeah so damn near the whole and now the fly has it. So. Yeah. <laughs> the whole White House uh, kind of has COVID right now. And I think that might uh, prove a little bit difficult for them to keep pushing this vote out there. Yeah. Trump, you know, Trump can say, this is my wish, go ahead. But there's other people who actually need to be on the floor to make a vote. And I think they have uh, COVID as well. So this might actually delay the vote. Right. So if this delays the vote and if Biden wins, you know, he could take it off the table. Right. But, you know, a lot is going to happen between now and November 3rd. You know, the COVID thing was huge. But, you know, keep your eyes peeled, man, because things are not going to slow down. No, absolutely not, man. It's, it's only going to get heavier. But we're here for it. Right. Right. We're yeah. 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 We out here. And uh, we Maddie and, and then staying safe. That's right. That's right. And, and on that note, uh, man, both of the the president and the vice presidential debates, you know. Oh, yeah, they happened. They happened. Um, I watched both. How about you? Yeah, same, same. All right. Let's let's get into it, man. Um, you know, the uh, first the first presidential debate went how I thought it would. You know, I was telling a lot of people that Biden would wash Trump and, um, you know, Trump kind of washed himself. That that was my that was my take on the whole uh, debate. You know, Biden really didn't have to do much but show up and just, you know, kind of be himself. He he was um, mild mannered. Uh, mild tempered. He uh, he he stuck to the facts. He wasn't really talking down against Trump, even though he did get a f- he get he did get frustrated a few times. He did say stuff like, you know, look at this clown. Will you shut up, man? <laughs> stuff like that. But um, you know, Trump was uh, he was unhinged to say the least. He was he was not answering a lot of questions. He was speaking over Biden. He was getting real nasty. He, you know, Biden said something like, I'm going to do what's smart. And then Trump says, oh, you think you're smart? 
You know, you graduated at the bottom of your class, which is funny because I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Trump. I'm sure Trump, like, famously had graduated at the bottom of his class. So, um, you know, both guys up there, I guess, graduated at the bottom of their classes. But Trump was the one who was making himself look like an ass. You know, he was he was talking over Biden regularly. He was going for personal jabs and digs. He was not respecting the moderator. He was speaking over his two-minute time limit. And, um, you know, aside from his actual answers that he did give that were fact-checked to not necessarily be correct, you know, a lot of people can get fact-checked during debates. But once you add in... Once you add in the childish behavior, right. it doesn't look good for you. You know, you lost a debate on your own. So, man, I, I don't even. It had to do was just. <laughs> my, my, hey, man, my opinion was that first debate wasn't even a debate, man. It was oh, like it was, it was I like had a headache at the end, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was like watching like I don't know some toddlers fighting with each other. Yeah, you know, not listening to the moderator, like. I, you know, after a while, it was just like, damn, do I pop some popcorn? Like, what the hell is going on here? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. It was like, you know, it's more of a movie than than the, the two people who are running for, you know, the president of the United States. And to be honest with you, man, like, I thought about this and I've asked and, and I've had this conversation with numerous people. It's like, man, do these two dudes really reflect who we are as Americans? Right. Yeah. So look at them dudes and look at those guys and look at our population, right? You know, do they really reflect us? Do they really have our best interests at heart? Us as young adults, like, are these the people we want making decisions for the next 10, 20 years of our lives? You know, not not to sound like a whatever, you know, knock on wood, but they might not even yeah. be here, you know, the policies yeah. that they put in place. Hey, man. So, so it's like, it's one of those things, like, how you said, man, it's like, does art imitate life or does life imitate art? art? Exactly. You know, do, are we following their lead? Because, you know, the whole Michigan governor kidnapping plan, the whole thing that I was telling you earlier in Denver about just yesterday, someone was killed during protests between far right and far left. I mean, everything that's gone on this year, it's really extreme out there. So are we following their lead because the people in office are extreme or are they following our lead? Like, Hey, this is what the people want. This is how they act. So let me mirror them on stage. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 it's a interesting thing to think about. No, it's, it's very interesting. And that's a great point because, you know, they're swaying the masses with their energy, you know, on both sides. Throwing gasoline in the fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those things, man. It's it's, it's uh, do they really represent us? Do they really have our best interests at heart? You know, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that uh, as time will show and go on, uh, we we'll, we have to sit back and reevaluate that, and, and maybe think about changing, you know, the direction of our the leadership in this country. Um, yeah, man. I personally don't feel like they represent us. You know, I'm gonna drop yeah. that, that that bomb out there. I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't regardless it's gotta know. be uh, and that's it's it. gotta be uh, I mean for a while we've said we've gotta kind of move away from a two party system right yeah because they get very used to it they get very used to it like what else what other options do you have type of thing 
You don't. Because you could see you could see how a lot of people like Bernie, right? They're really energized by Bernie. And one thing I say is, as much as Bernie said what he wanted to do, what president has ever done 100% of what they said they were going to do? Right. You know, president essentially, or ideally, is not a king or a dictator. So he can't really do what he wants office, to do. Yeah. Exactly. Once you get into the office, you can propose things, but you still got the Senate and the Congress. There's checks and balances or there should be checks and balances. Right. So you could always try to work with people, but inevitably you're going to have a compromise. I mean, Obama tried his whole eight year term to kind of put forth the Affordable Care Act, which they're still trying to take away. Right. And I, a lot of people was like, oh, that's so revolutionary. That, that's, that's so out of the ordinary, this, this, and that. Which you can see today, they're still trying to tear down what they call Obamacare. So for, for you know, if you really let Bernie get in there, do you think he was going to be able in his first, you know, term to say, let me get a Green New Deal. Let me get this. Let me get that. Let me get free college. Let me get this. Let me get that. He might get one thing. That might really, really change and help people, but it might just be one thing. Yeah. He might get something or half a thing just because, you know, um, um, he might get half a thing just because of how uh, compromise and stuff works like that. But, you know, when when they were talking about in the debate about – when when Trump had brought up something about you know your own party kicked out uh, are you a, a far a far left guy do you support these far left people and I remember uh, uh, Biden was like I am my party so it was one of those things like oh snap you know a lot of people really did like uh, Bernie and I feel like Bernie was kind of pushed out because I think the DNC just like last time I think he got pushed out for Hillary. And I think this time he got pushed out for Biden. Cause if you saw, he was winning in a lot of States by a huge margin. And then out of nowhere, like Elizabeth Warren dropped out, Kamala Harris dropped out, all these people dropped out. And initially a lot of these people had, you know, I guess it's cause they were running against him, but they didn't have the best of things to say about, about uh, Biden, but they all dropped out. And within like a week, every single person was like, I endorse Biden. That's inter-party and Bernie politics. Bernie lost one state. That's inter-party then, politics. Yeah. Bern, Bernie lost one state. And then all of a sudden he said, you know what? I'm dropping out. Right. So there was something going on in the background. So I think to me, I wish yeah. Biden would have respected that and said, oh, yeah, you know, Bernie did have a lot of um, – momentum and we're gonna you know speak to him when we get it you know hopefully i wanted to hear that from him but when he said that i'm the face of the party it was like come on fam like you know you're up there because of your prior history with obama and your name recognition like yeah you know you're a good guy and all that but it's like we know why you're up there we know why you're up there so i can't necessarily that was a really arrogant thing on his part to just be like i am the party I am the face of the party. Like, uh, 
<laughs> I mean, and, and on the other end of that, Kamala Harris was one of the main people who who were calling them yeah. a, racist, a racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So for her to be running as his vice president, that's kind of like, man, what, what what happened behind those doors? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the over the talks, like exactly. And on the other end, man, like like I said, do they really represent us? I don't know, man. Like even even listening to the the vice president. So I I enjoyed. I personally enjoyed the vice presidential debate more than the presidential debate because the presidential it was debate. better. It was better. And 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 honestly, Pence came out and the first thing he said was like, man, you know, first of all, it's an honor to be on the stage with Kamala Harris. I think that kind of threw her off at first because <laughs> she cause yeah. she came she yeah. came with strong points and she had her facts and she had her opinions about the current uh, administration. But Pence did come out and. And the first thing he said was like, first of all, it's an honor to be here, you know, debating with Kamala Harris tonight. You know, we both love America. We both love whatever. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I was like all right, Pence. <laughs> you know? But I mean, obviously Kamala, she she Yeah, he he was he was he was more uh presidential. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh like I said Which helped, which helped. It it definitely helped. He was he was more presidential, he was more uh temperamental. Uh if that's the correct word, or mild-mannered, as I was it's saying. It's like, man, we need to switch him and Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't fighting up. He wasn't calling her any names. He wasn't disrespectful. Right. I think that's what people kind of wanted. Like, you know, you can uh, put forth your ideas without all the personal jabs and digs, you know, right. so. Because it's not personal. Good. It shouldn't be personal. Mm-hmm. It should be what's best for America, right? Overall. That was good. U- ultimately. Right. It should be what, you, what, you, what was your uh, thoughts on this uh, debate, though, the vice president debate? I think I think Kamala, like I said, she dropped a lot of good points. She brought up a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, she highlighted a lot of things that the Trump administration did wrong and uh, mm-hmm. and that they that she thinks they did wrong. Um, the handling of COVID. Um, the one thing I didn't like that she did was she brought up the economy. And, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people say that, you know, shutting down the economy was, was the wrong thing. It wasn't the wrong thing. You know, COVID-19 is real. It hit. We didn't want people to get sick. Yeah. People had to quarantine. Um, the economic effects were disastrous. Obviously, we all felt it, right? All Every single one of us felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the fact is, is that before COVID-19, the economy was popping. That's a fact. Yeah. Economy was making money. Everything was cool before COVID-19, right? So this is an outlier. This is a variable that affected our economy, right? Without mm-hmm. our economy actually being bad. Yeah. So... When she came at him about the economy, I kind of cringed because I was like, nah, Kamala, like, you can't put that on the Trump administration, you know? It's not their fault. That's not their fault, you know? True, true. Um, I think, the, I think for, from my perspective, um, the economy is de- was definitely doing well for certain individuals. Um, like, you know, the stock market was booming, things like that. But it, it is there's like there's like a growing contrast out there, you know what I mean? So, so it's like you have these people who are killing it, and you have like certain numbers like job creation and things that on paper make it seem like you're killing it. But there's a lot of people out there who were 
underemployed, not unemployed, but they might not have, they might not be working at the best job that they can work at. They might not be working for the highest pay that they could work at. And, um, you know, as far as economy, it's one of those things where the rich continue to get richer and the poor were definitely getting poorer. Right. So just like averages wise, yeah, you know, we were doing well, but there were some things that I think got magnified by, by um, COVID. So I think in that respect, she could have, she could have kind of pinpointed what she thought was going wrong with the economy or what she didn't like about the economy. Cause right. there, there were, there were, there were some aspects of the economy that were like, that were troubling. You know, the uh, middle class was still getting hollowed out. Um, there was still, you know, kind of a lot of job loss and uncertainty. But at that same coin, you know, stock, stock market was doing crazy. You know, there's a lot of corporations that were booming. Yeah. There's a lot of people who were getting pay raises. There's a lot of people who were gainfully employed. Exactly. It just yeah. wasn't as spread out as I think a lot of people would have liked it to be. It wasn't as, you know, everybody wasn't eaten as, as uh, they would have liked it to be. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we, know, but you know what? But I, I, think that's an, I think that's an American problem, bro. I think that's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not new. Yeah, we, not need, new. we need to bring, you know, manufacturing and we need to produce, yeah. you know, something more than just Hollywood. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's our biggest what? That's our that's our biggest uh what we export. Yeah, exactly. Entertainment. It's entertainment. We don't we you know, we don't have the, the Nike shops here, you know. We don't have the yeah. uh, tequila shops here. Like it, we just don't, you know. Like what do we make? It's a fact. Um you know, uh, I read I read an article probably years ago, maybe over ten years ago, that said how the way America is going marketing is going to be our biggest export. Right. So like you said, entertainment um, and just ideation or just ideas. Right. Ideas are going to be the thing that America produces the most. We're going to be the ones who are going to create the new product, but the rest of the world is going to manufacture that new product. Exactly. And, and, so, and, and you know all about that, that, you know, that, yeah. that you know, that's a part of your wheelhouse. And, um, yeah. Man, you know that that's a limited space. If yeah. We, if we are a marketing, you know, conglomerate, if we are a, you know, if we do have the ideas, like it's only a certain amount of people who can be in those jobs and those positions, exactly. part of those groups. So I mean, exactly. that's that, that's not helping us. You know what I mean? How do we how do we uh, employ the masses? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. like you said, that's the ongoing struggle, you know, it's the ongoing uh, fight. Out exactly. There. So, so I, I, I do agree with you and I hope she was a little bit more, you know, detailed in her answer on the uh, economy rather than just giving a blanket statement as in, you know, you yeah. did this or you didn't do this. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think it was a good were, debate. Other than that. It was a good debate. I mean, I think, um, you know, she, she answered something about his taxes that were kind of, that I think when you fact checked it, it wasn't true. Right. I think she said something about how he, he owed some $400 million 
said Pence. I think it's no, no. She said Trump owes like four hundred million dollars. He does owe. He does owe a large sum of money, but I don't think it's necessarily four hundred million. And I don't think it's necessarily. I I think it's like you got to pay back a loan. Like when I looked it up, I think it was like some business loans Um, that he does owe back money to. But it's it's like obviously it's a loan. You know, it's like if, if you and me were debating and somebody was like, you owe a lot in your student loans. Like, yeah, it's like, OK, loans, so <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. But one thing I didn't like about Pence was yeah. that he didn't answer any questions. I didn't like that either. He, he a lot of questions. He was sidestepping. He was a good speak. I, I will give him that he was speaking well. Yeah. But he was sidestepping them questions. Like when they ask a specific question, he'd be like, OK. But for a minute, I'd like to go back. And then he would answer a question that was like two questions ago. And he'd be like, okay, she asked you about abortion. And now you're talking about a war criminal or like you're, you're talking about like a prisoner of war or something like that. You know Correct. what I mean? You're like, El Salvador. I was like, what does this have to do with abortion? My guy, like you were all over the place. I can't even like, yeah. if you were somebody who wasn't that sharp, you right. can get caught up in his brain games, you know, because like you could just be like, oh, he's speaking well, he's doing well. But it's like the question at hand and you only have two minutes. Right. You're using these full two minutes to answer a question that was asked like 10 minutes ago. Exactly. exactly. So it was kind of like, you know, he was throwing red smart. He was throwing or, fall- or, fallacies out there everywhere, man. Yeah, is it, it, it was kind of like, is it smart because you don't know how to answer this question or the answer would make you look bad, so you're just going to say something else? Exactly. Is it like a defense tactic? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like you still didn't answer the question. So it's right. like, it's like what, man, what did talk- we learn from your side of the debate? Let's talk about climate change. Oh, man, it's a beautiful day, you know? Yeah. Sun shining. <laughs> yeah, and then you know yeah. that that fly that fly landed on his head, which I knew was going to be a meme. I knew anything said during the debate was going to get thrown out the window when that fly stayed on his head for exactly. two minutes. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is not good for him. This is a whole meme right here. This is, oh, geez." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it uh, it's funny because uh, when you Google anything about uh, the vice presidential debate. The fly pops the up fly first, yeah. and I'm like, man, come on! I mean, it's funny. It, it was funny, man. I can't lie. I knew, I, mean, I knew I, it. I, man. I That's some, how we work. That's how we work. Yeah, I saw some memes that that, that made me laugh, but I, I also have to pull myself back because uh, you know, digress from that because, bro, you guys are letting the fly and memes of flies, you know, cloud your mind. From. Of everything else that was said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All like, the all the uh, information, all yeah, the good yeah, and yeah. the bad. Let's 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 stick to the point, y'all. I mean, the American people, we got to be a little bit more uh, conscious of things like that. That's you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like when they're making big decisions. All of a sudden, something else happens over here, or they highlight something else that happened over here. You know, while they're making big distractions. Big it's yeah, funny, man. If you want to be. If you want to be a conspiracy theorist for real, it's like, I remember I was sitting there thinking about this is the best thing that could happen to the Democrats. Not that, not that Pence wasn't already losing, because just watching the uh, debate up until that point, I thought Kamala was keeping him on his toes. Yeah, she and was. The fact that he she wasn't, was. the fact that he wasn't answering any questions, you know, regardless on if, you know, she might have sidestepped on the economy or or his taxes. 
the fact that she was still at least answering the majority of the questions to the best of her knowledge, and he was sidestepping, it was kind of showing you where the strength in the, in the debate was. Mm-hmm. And she's a prosecutor, so she knows how to like talk in these situations. Right. And you know what? Like, okay, she, you know she's doing her thing, but this fly. I knew it. I, I I knew it from the minute I saw it. I was like, this is the best thing that can happen to the Democrats because like, regardless on what happens, she could win. But this is still better than her winning because now it's just a meme. It's right. look at this fly. It landed on his head. Why did it choose his head? Why did it stay there? Like, it's just so many jokes you could throw at him for a fly just landing on his head. It was like, it was too perfect. It was like, did they get a fly robot and just do that and say <laughs> yeah 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 I, it was too perfect i it wouldn't be surprised perfect. if as soon as it happened i wouldn't be surprised if the democrats had their own little social media team just blasting that you know come on I mean? cuz come on i wouldn't be surprised the minute, that. the minute it was done biden had a tweet out saying you know get your fly obviously it was a joke but he said like get your fly swatters here or something Right, right, right. He like, tried to counter it. He tried to counter it. And, and, and you know what, man? Um, if any politicians are listening, I want you to know that the American people are not stupid, man. We are educated yeah. and we are yeah. list listening. And if you do not answer a question, because there was a bunch of questions on both sides that weren't answered, right? Yeah. Um, Kamala was definitely dropping a little bit more, you know, facts and, and keeping them on his toes, but the you not answering the question and avoiding the question as a as a debater you know what i mean it doesn't look good man it doesn't look good man you you you, you're being that sleazy politician we recognize you weren't answering questions like we we, even if you realize that yeah my thing is even if you feel like the answer is something that people don't want to hear right you got to face that man answer it exactly answer it yeah exactly you know what the best thing about how you feel yeah, the best thing a politician can say out their mouth is this. You ask me a question about something, some economic or whatever, or some 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 law or some tax. I'm going to come out and say, hey, you know, compromise. Exactly. These people, these people are affected by this because of this. And then these people are affected. It's just like here in Colorado, right? I can bring up something big in Colorado. Colorado, northern Colorado is big oil. Mm-hmm. They provide a lot of the jobs. There's really nothing else, you know? just big oil so people in denver they're against oil right yeah it's a lot of tech it's a lot of liberal it's a lot of whatever against oil they don't care because they work in tech they work for this so that it's, it's easy for them to target big oil and say do away with big oil you know mm-hmm. but there's 400,000 500,000 some odd people who will be out of work if you put the oil companies out of work right now you see what i'm saying so those laws that are proposed, you know, directly affect these small town people who don't have anything, who don't know anything but that. But to them, because it's out of sight, out of mind, it's not in their, you know, it's not in their world. They don't care. They vote this way. Exactly. And by and vice versa. And vice versa. You know, the people who live in these small com- towns, they vote this way because whatever's happening down in Denver or in, in the tech world. Them. doesn't affect them so yeah what i'm saying is is that you know we as a people have to realize that america is a diverse place we have to vote based on that right there has to be a compromise people aren't uh, unaware of that 
And if you actually took the time to explain that as a politician, people will like you more. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you take yeah. the time to explain that That's as a, a politician, it's like, yeah, you guys want me to do away with this, but we have to realize that there are 500,000 people who are, you know, and that's only in one state, right? So imagine all the other states. That's only five, it's, there's 500,000 people north of us who are, you know, who that's the only industry they have to feed their family. Yeah. So how are we going to help support them? How are we yeah. going to do this, you know? Go ahead and email my office, email my inbox. Let's, let's, let's come up with some solutions before we make the rash decision to do away with this right away. Yeah. How many politicians have said that? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Right, because that makes sense. That's like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's think about yeah. our fellow man. People just speak to their base, and that's it. That's it, bro. Well, these people are voting for me, so I'm just gonna throw my all behind them, and that's it. They're yeah. not like really looking towards anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, uh, I was I was just gonna say. Uh, normally, we would have a third debate, which would be the second presidential debate. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, Trump has COVID. He says yeah. he doesn't, but still a little shaky. People are still a little weirded out by it. So, um, you know, they, they have uh, brought up, they've suggested the idea of having a uh, virtual debate. Trump is shooting that down. He goes like, why? Let's just show up in person. Right. Um, Biden is like, I'm not doing this in person. <laughs> like, and it's crazy, right? Because you could you can hate on Biden and be like, oh, he doesn't want to do this in person. But you know, Mitch McConnell, Trump's right hand man in uh in the Senate, he hasn't been uh to the White House in over a month, he said, because he he himself out of his own mouth said he didn't like how the White House was handling COVID. So hey, he man. said he hasn't shown up to the White House in person in over a month. So even people on Trump's own side are like, you know, it's too risky to be around you right now. We don't know if you're sick. We don't know if people around you are sick. Like, we're just going to keep this to ourselves. So, I mean, ultimately, though, bro, yeah, it's nothing to do with politics. Let's get this straight. People right? want to stay yeah. alive. People want to stay alive. <laughs> I don't care if you are, and even uh, even within the Democratic Party and within the Republican Party, there are different tiers, right? You got your Trumpers, you got your moderates, yeah. you got your liberal Republicans, and the Democrats, you got your conservative Democrats, you got your liberals. You know what I'm saying? Like there are different tiers, right? So everybody exactly. ain't really really all together all the time. Yeah. And the thing mm -hmm. is, is that yeah, while Trump and his crew might think it's a joke and it's another flu and whatever, whatever, everybody else looking at him like, man, I, I believe in science, bro. Like, like you Come know, on, if, the, if the doctors say it's Come real on, man. and the hospitals are being flooded with people, you know, yeah. and then this guy over here who's not a doctor, who's not in the medical field, is telling me that it's not real. It's like, who am I listening to? I'm going to listen to the doctor or I'm going to listen to, you know, Joe Schmo or, yeah. or in this case, President Trump. Like, hey, I'm not risking my life, <laughs> you know. Hey, man, you want to be out here talking about? Uh, <laughs> it's funny, man, because you want to be out here talking about. Uh, it's another flu, but man's, you know, the doctor gave him a, a Regeneron. Yeah, and, and if you know Regeneron, which is kind of funny for 
Trump as a Republican to take Regeneron, that is um, stem cells. Yeah. So, you know, you out here kind of against abortion and now you're benefiting from stem cells, which is from dead fetuses. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> hey, man. so what's going to happen, bro? Like, are you going to start pushing this Regeneron? Like, it, it's, it's really weird. Like, are Republicans going to start supporting it now just because you support it? Yeah. Um, do, do as I say and not as I do. Yeah. So it's one of those things, man, where um, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing progresses. But um, right now, I think the third presidential debate is going to be postponed maybe in limbo yeah i don't <laughs> think it's gonna happen man. yeah trump said he said negative to the virtual meet he was like nah I'm not. yeah man and it's kind of sinister you know it's like trump is still out here doing his rallies and whatnot and um just this past weekend or you know past two days uh you know candace owens her group called blexit which stands for the black exit of the democratic party right um, it was shown that they paid a lot of people. They actually put out an ad for minority actors to be um, participants in this rally. Sheesh. But, you know, they had a lot of black people march up to the White House, you know, all wearing MAGA hats, all wearing Blexit t-shirts, saying back the blue. Um, they all showed up to the White House and Trump spoke to them. Now, Trump spoke I don't think they were let into the White House, but Trump spoke to them like standing on a balcony and whatnot. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, yeah. a lot of people are looking at it like, yo, this is crazy because one, I guess from the uh, statistics that minorities are dying more due to COVID. Trump still is, you know, does he have it? Does he not? And you just invite all these people to show up to the white house like son like is this a darker more sinister thing that's going on do you want some of these people to catch covid and then the whole crowd comes down with it you know a few days later do you want to debate in person so then biden can show up and catch it like is it one of those things like if i'm going down everyone's going down does he want everyone to catch covid or does he really believe that he doesn't have it because it's like it's like, son, just quarantine, man. Just yeah, stay bro. where you're at for like two weeks, man. Yeah, you got to be out there constantly being in people's face. So it's like, yeah, you're the leader. Of the these country. are some brave people. These are, yeah, these are be. brave people who are standing around them. Yeah, you got to be the uh, example. I feel like even that, even that photo op he wanted to take when people lined up outside of the uh, hospital. Right. And in the middle of his uh, in the middle of his recovery or, you know, hospital treatment, he gets in a car and circles around the block to wave at people. So those people sitting, those Secret Service people sitting in the car with him are, you know, putting their lives at risk. Like I'm, it's one thing to like put on a mask and be in a car because I remember going up to New York, um, you know, when my grandfather had passed. Right. And there's a few people who got in the car with us who we know up there. And to me, I was like, look, I don't know where y'all have been. So I wore my mask in the car and I kind of kept the windows cracked 
So like air was, you know, circulating and blowing through. It's another thing to sit in the car with somebody who you know has COVID right now. You talk about six feet distance and you're sitting in a car with Trump. Right. Who has COVID and like, I don't give a fuck about no mask at that point, bro. <laughs> I'm in an enclosed area with you, fam. Like, and right. you have it. It's not no if, ands, or buts. You have it. Right. So that shit was wild to me. I was like, you put in these guys' lives at stake who we ultimately pay the price for as taxpayers. Right. We got to pay their medical bills. We got to pay everything for them. So after they drove around for that photo op, they dropped him back off at the hospital. So it was like, you weren't cured, you know? You got about your bed and you got in the car to go do that. Yeah. It's some wild times, bro. <laughs> hey, wild times, man. Wild times. Hey, but uh, you know, jumping off of that, talking about yeah, legends. Man. Let's talk about some legends out here, man. Gail Sayers. Come on. Gail Sayers. Okay, get her to us. Who is she? Gail Sayers is a running back, running back for Chicago Bears, man. He's uh, let's go, let's go. We just came off a win. We beat the Buccaneers. Come on now, Tom. I've been saying it. F. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, son. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tom Brady. Hey. We, you know, we, yeah. took, we you took that L this week, but you know he's still a goat. I gotta give it to Come him. Come on, still a goat. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know you're a fan, so I'm I'm gloating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the Bears, the Bears will take it though. The Bears will take it. But no, yes, Gil, yes. Stairs yes. is a uh, he's a um, man running back for the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the best, one of the original running backs for the Bears, um, Hall of Famer, uh, passed away. So rest in peace to him. Um, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, on the other end of that, too, uh, in the music world, Eddie Van Halen, who... Yep, rest in peace. Rest in peace to him. He passed away this past week. Um, man, this is huge. It's like 2020s on the road, man, just taking people out left and right. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, and I'm just happy that these weren't deemed COVID, COVID deaths if they weren't COVID deaths. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was happening yeah. at first for a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. Anybody who died in 2020 was a COVID death. And, uh, yeah. Oh, they, they, rest in peace. Um, oh, man, I got I to gotta look up his name real quick because I want I want to do this justice. Um, if you've ever seen a Spike Lee film, Spike. I know you know who this guy is. Um, he was in multiple Spike Lee films. Uh, let me see. Jefferson Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah, yeah. Jefferson Bird. Thomas Jefferson Bird. Um, I had recently seen him on the Spike Lee film, Get Back on the Bus. He was in Clockers as well. Um, If you see his face, if you look him up, you'll definitely know who he is. But he was shot dead in Atlanta. Wow. um, Just uh, six six days ago. So, um, you know, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Rest in uh, peace to him as well. That's tragic. I mean, they're they're still, um, they're still, uh, you know, investigating his death don't know what it was over he was shot in the back as well so you know that's a cowardly cowardly thing for whoever did that Um, but you know it's still an open it's still an open investigation 
Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Thomas Jefferson Bird. Yeah, yeah, and that's hard. It's hard for the family as well. And speaking of shootings, um, man, your boy Tory Lanez, he got a. Uh, hey, I was going there. I was going there. Hey, 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 Great hey, minds, cuz. Hey, hey, <laughs> he hey, he got what? formally officially charged. He got yeah. officially charged with shooting at Meg Thee Stallion's feet. Um, so hey. for a while, if if you if you haven't been following this story, um, you know Tory and Meg had been an item. Not really, they didn't really officially, um, I guess, announce their relationship, but they were definitely seen out and about a lot of times together during this quarantine. Um, I guess they were at Kylie Jenner's house and something she, happened. She would be involved. Both of them. Yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> I, I want to hear Kylie's side because I feel like there's there's more to the story that involves Kylie. But um, right. You know, they were leaving her house and both of them were reportedly drunk. And before you knew it, some shots rang out and um, it was reported that Tory Lanez had shot at Meg's feet. Now, you know, Meg was back on her feet pretty quickly, you know, when we had spoke about this. So it was kind of like, you know, and I said this at first, too not to discredit anything that Meg is going through, but like, you know, you get shot in your foot, it's damn near all bone. She right. said she didn't break any bone or anything. Right. So it was like, how did you get shot in your feet and didn't hit any bones? And, you know, Tori even said that on his project that he just released, you know, a few days ago as well, where he said, how, how you get shot in your feet and didn't hit any bones or tendons. Um, but I guess what it's being reported as now is that she got hit by, some shrapnel mm. she got you know grazed so you know grace of god it missed her feet but you know apparently he he shot at her feet so uh, a lot of people didn't want to believe it i didn't want to believe it because like how are you as a man shooting at a woman i don't care what type of argument you go through why are you shooting at a woman right but um you know she said tori shot her um a lot of people went against Tory. Tory, you know, after a while broke his silence by releasing that album that I was talking about. On the album he says things like how did, you know, I shoot you and do this. Um a lot of, you know, a few of Meg's friends actually went against her and were saying how, you know, we were all drunk and you know, there's a lot of stories being popped up to explain the shooting. Right. That people were drunk. Tori didn't actually remember what happened. No one actually knows how the gun got fired. So that's why no one said anything against Tori. Tori yeah. is alleging that Rock Nation is behind this and they're trying to just, you know, they don't want to make it seem like it was a drunken night and somebody had the gun. And one of her friends said they were wrestling over the gun, like playing with it apparently like taking videos and photos with the gun. And then somebody said, yo, give me this back. And when they were, wrestling with the gun it went off hitting her in her feet yeah so if you believe that story people are trying to say that they're trying to place the blame on tory just as a scapegoat because they don't want to make it seem like people are irresponsible with a gun or or whatever you you know but yeah, the whole situation the whole situation it, it's now. a lot of different stories yeah. at this point we don't know what to believe Absolutely but regardless not. Um, Tory released his album. He said that he didn't do it. He said he was drunk. He said time will tell. Um, but you know, 
he has been officially charged now with assault with a deadly weapon, with illegally having a firearm, and with illegally having a firearm in a moving vehicle. So he's facing a maximum sentence of 22 years and eight months. Yeah, 22 years and eight months for a cloudy situation, which nobody has a straight story. Um, but, and, 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 like, they're playing with a gun. Like, you know, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean. We need answers, you know? Just, just to be honest with you, it's like. Yeah. It's like, yo, I, I don't, you know, why? This has gone on long enough. We need yeah, answers. Yeah, what and why, you know? In a, in, you know, in, a, in, in any normal situation, if somebody gets shot or somebody gets shot at, there's a, there's a clear and relevant story. In this situation, there hasn't been a clear or a relevant story, you know, as exactly. a drop of why she might have got shot at or why there was a gun there or why it was her and Tori. You know what I mean? And like exactly. you said, I, I just feel like for them to charge him 22 years and eight months, like for a cloudy, cloudy story, it's like, I don't know, man, it's excessive, right? Some, some's and not way, like, way, way after the fact, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because some's for a while, right. he wasn't some's getting charged. Right. Like, this this story has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Um, for a while, he he hasn't been charged. He's been able to travel out and about. You know, this happened in California, and he was able to go to Miami. Yeah, exactly. He was able to travel to New York. He was able to do a lot of things. So um, for them to charge him so so much later, and they charged him probably like a week and a half after he released this album. Right. So do you feel like he was being, you know, cocky? Or do you feel like he was being... Um, you know, is it is it one of those things where like, oh, you're being celebratory almost and you're putting out this album? I don't know. It's weird, you know, because like I said, you know, a lot of her friends have fallen out with her recently and they've been kind of speaking on Tori's side and they've been giving their accounts of what happened and all these accounts are conflicting. Her account conflicts with Tori's account. Tori's account conflicts with Meg's friends' accounts. Meg's right. friends' accounts conflict with Meg's account. And Meg's friends, apparently, are not her friends anymore. Right. It's is, it is some really strange stuff going on. It's some really strange stuff going on. So. I mean, to, like I said, to the, to the educated ear, right? So what I'm, what I'm hearing, man, like, this is a case that, and, and, and like you said, if he did shoot at her, he's a coward. Like, you know. Yeah. You know, but there's no solid evidence, bro. And there's no solid details yeah. and the stories all conflict. It's just like, you know, this is the type of thing in court that should have been thrown out. To charge a man with 22 years and eight months with no solid solid story, with no solid account, with yeah. no real evidence, like, come on. Come on, Callie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, there was video of them getting arrested, but like that same video camera wasn't working when yeah. someone was getting shot at. Like, what's exactly. going on here? Exactly. Yeah. Where's that footage at? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, hope everything works out over there, Tory Lane. Yeah. You know, Meg the Stallion. I don't know. Maybe that WAP <laughs> got him, got him all crazy. I don't know what's happening. Hey. 
I don't hey. know what's happening, but you know, yeah, they definitely gonna figure it out. <laughs> hey man, I, so so a couple episodes ago we talked about uh the Travis Scott meal, which unfortunately, yes, sir. Yes, unfortunately, sir. I, I did not get. I did not get. <laughs> I, I am upset. I am upset at myself. Because I didn't go. Hey, to... but you did try that pub burger, which hold I on, tried on, at on. Wendy's. Hey, the That's pub burger, burger at Wendy's is, is banging. So, <laughs> hey, shout out to Wendy's. Burger. Shout out to Wendy's. Hey, yeah. Did you eat it? Did you have it? They play it. Yeah, yeah, I had it, bro. Pressure. I had it. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. They applying pressure out here. That's it's but yeah. Back to McDonald's. <laughs> well, back to Mickey D's. <laughs> yeah. Back to Mickey D's. So. I, I went there to and I asked them like, "Hey, can I still get the Travis Scott burger? You know, can you give me the, the Cactus mm-hmm. Jack meal?" And they were like, "No, we're not serving that anymore, or whatever." But we do have the J Balvin, so I was like, "You know what? Let me try the J Balvin, right?" Okay, they gave okay. it to me. They gave it to me, and you know, typical McFlurry, right? Big Mac or whatever with the Mac sauce. I was like, "Uh, there's nothing really different, you know." They just kind of smacked. Look, man, I was. I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed in the J Balvin meal because okay. look how, you know, we, we, we spoke on, we spoke on the Travis Scott meal. Right. right. Um, and, and I said it was smart for them to just kind of work on an existing uh, menu item already, which was the quarter pounder. Right. right. They, they have a quarter pounder with cheese. Right. And recently you've been able to add bacon to things. I now, saw that's that. not necessarily, that's not necessarily something that is um, publicized mm-hmm. or, or, you know, marketed. But if you do ask them, can you add bacon to this? Even if you, even if you get large fries or any size fries, you can ask them, can you add bacon to these fries? And they'll just put two slices of bacon in the fries for you. They'll yeah. do that. But that's not necessarily something that's like, you know, marketed or put out there. So for Travis Scott to take a quarter pounder with cheese, add bacon on it. And one thing I didn't realize is that you can, you can order a quarter pounder with cheese and bacon, but it won't come with tomato and lettuce. No, it won't. Or pickle. I think it'll just have onions on there. So it was crazy because, like, I, I had ordered that sandwich. I had ordered the meal for myself, and then I had ordered the same exact sandwich uh, for my mom, thinking, like, okay, it's just going to be the same sandwich, just without the meal. It's different. You know, my, my stuff came with the lettuce, tomatoes, and pickles. So, like, it was a little bit of an upgraded burger. It was like, yes, you can get a quarter pounder of cheese anytime you want. But to add the extras, you know, the the – lettuce tomato the bacon it made it a totally different burger it does a little bit something different it does yeah. a little bit something different you know you use yeah. you, you you know you spice it up this time with the j balvin meal it's like it's the same thing man you can I, you it's the same it's the same big mac nothing got right. added to the big mac nothing got taken away you didn't upgrade the big mac all you did was add a mcflurry so you right. mean to tell me i could just go there and get a big mac meal and get a mcflurry right and that's what I was thinking in my head when I got it, right? I was like, man, it's got to be like some kind of spice to it or, you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe some jalapenos on this joint, like something mm-hmm. different, right? Something marketable. Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. nah, but nah, man, it was just like, you know, McFlurry. Yeah. Big just Mac. A regular, 
<laughs> run of the mill meal, you know, like yeah. I thought to my I thought to myself, like, man, I should have went and got that pub burger. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. When you said that the other day, you mentioned it the other day, and I thought about it too. I was like, you know what, I might get chicken. I was like, but you know, if I'm here, I'm gonna get a burger. I'm gonna just do it, do it the right way. I'm gonna get right, a burger. Right. So yeah. you don't go to a burger joint just to get chicken, you know what I mean? Come like, on, come on. <laughs> No, you know. So I got, I got the pub burger, bro. The, uh, yeah, man. Wendy's is doing the thing, man. The first <laughs> one is nice. The, um, the crispy onions, the uh, the fried onions was nice. Like, yeah, yeah. Beer cheese was nice. Hey, they did their hey, thing, man. Hey, whoa! I took a bite of that joint. I was like, damn. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. whoever their team is in the back is uh doing their thing. And you know what? Mm -hmm. From a marketing standpoint, if you really think about it, bro, especially with the pandemic still and so on, right? Yeah. And you can't go to a a, a a bar. In some places, you can't go to a bar right now mm -hmm. and really get, like, some good bar food, right? A pub burger, some wings, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. That's kind mm -hmm. of a niche market right now. Yeah. To have a good pub burger at a Wendy's, like... yeah. Yeah, Dang, you know. Yeah. Look at, hey, look at that, Wendy's. You guys got us talking about it, and we we started off talking about McDonald's and jumped exactly, the <laughs> exactly. Uh, but one thing to close out the McDonald's topic is that um they did release their uh their sales um information regarding the Travis Scott meal, which right. they said was a success. Yeah. Um, comparing these last three months to the last three months of last year of 2019 um they actually did four percent better okay and they actually raised their sales for 2020 nine percent during that travis scott time nice so they had a little bit of a slump because they had to close um dining rooms for mcdonald's yeah. but you know they said the travis scott meal helped get them back on track and actually bumped sales up so I guess they're looking to continue that with this J Balvin meal. Yeah. Obviously yeah. a big joke is, you know, people hope the uh, McFlurry machine doesn't break. <laughs> you know, never seems to have a working uh, ice cream machine. But, yeah. That's like a McDonald's uh, company standard, you know, no working yeah. ice cream machine after like a week. Exactly. Um, well, but honestly, man, like I said, I, I was a little down. I was a little, you know, not upset, but I was a little disappointed with the J Bobby meal. And honestly, they didn't do anything out of the ordinary. And even yeah. with even with the Travis Scott meal, you know, you when you order it, they're supposed to give you barbecue sauce. Right. So with this J Balvin meal, when I read it, the full meal was Big Mac, fries, I think a Sprite, um, or maybe not a Sprite. I think it's just a Big Mac, fries, McFlurry, the McFlurry, and mm -hmm. ketchup. So you really tell me that ketchup is like a an add-on for a special meal? I couldn't get like a sriracha you know, ketchup or something. Come I on. Get like a, come you on. Know, <laughs> something. Honey mustard. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Big you Mac, know? a Big Mac with some garlic aioli instead of Mac sauce. Come on, man. Something, man. Just, hey, just hey, switch it up. Hey, McDonald's, if you need something, come holler at the car. We got you. We got all time. Hey, you got you to gotta, you gotta make these meals unique for people to really want to order them. Yeah, that's a fact. That's but a that's fact. another thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the biggest J Balvin fan, but um, 
you know, when, when thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you know, do I want to be a part of the hype? Like, I don't care. You know, you can, you can, you can say hype beast or whatever, but like, it, it's fun to be in the know and to order a meal once and just be like, yo, I got that. I experienced that, but right, right, right. It's nothing really that's drawn me to go and get this meal. Like I've had Big Macs a lot, you know, exactly. like I got ketchup at the crib. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a McFlurry person in the first place, so. Hey, to be honest with you, man, I got some of those uh those checkers or rallies fries in the freezer. I was like, man, I could throw them in the oven, man. I play with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, hey, so let's talk about uh man, LeBron, LA. Yeah. They were supposed to shut him out. Supposed to put him out. The Heat. Hey, my man. Boy, my boy Jimmy buckets. Down there doing Jimmy Buckets thing. is working, bro. He's working. One man team out here. You feel me? He 40, is 47 working. minutes, right? Was it 47 minutes the whole game he played this last game? Something like that. He he's showing people, he's showing all his past teams that he's ever had problems with because you know Jimmy Butler's not a I guess an easy teammate to work with. Like right. he's left a lot of teams and not necessarily had to the best things to say about those teams when he left them. Exactly. Exactly. So the last, the, the last team I remember him doing well with and having synergy was the Bulls. And that's when mm. and that was his rookie year, correct? Exactly. Graduated from Marquette University, which is just north of Chicago and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, in Milwaukee. And uh man came to Chicago and he was with D Rose, he was with Joachim Noah, he was with, you know, Taj, like he was with the squad, right? So that that's that's why I kind of support Jimmy, man. I, I I stand behind Jimmy, and just to see see him, you know, bounce from team to team because of lack of synergy or culture or whatever it is, and then step into this leadership role with the Heat, because yeah. everybody who 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 they interview and ask about Jimmy Butler on the Heat has said that like Jimmy is the leader, like he he's that guy, like you know we got a good relationship. He he pushes us to be better. We push him to be better. Like, and it shows, man, like, he's he's not giving in right now. He's not giving up, and he's not giving in. He's going basket for basket. I want to say basket for basket with LeBron, but really he's going basket for basket with the Heat. I mean, with the with yeah. the, the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going basket. He's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. He really is. Um, and, shout, and shout out to Danny Green. Uh, geez. Hey, man. Jeez, Danny, oh. Danny's uh, he's he's recognizing what it means to be put on that world stage right now, because Shh. even though you know I I know a lot of people like to bring up the fact that you know viewership is down during COVID for all sports, but you know viewership is down for the finals. Um, people feel like they're they're not getting the same product, even though you have you know a virtual crowd, which is better than some sports. I think. At least for football, you you know, it might be socially distanced, but you still have people in the crowd. So now that football's back, that's your real, realist crowd kind of participation aspect. But for, you know, NBA, they tried to, you know, still keep the crowd apart with their virtual crowd um, thing with Microsoft Teams. But, you know, a lot of people have been complaining out here that it's just not the same. It's not the same game when you have the players putting or when you have the crowd putting pressure on the players. But, um, man, bro, it doesn't matter who is there. When it comes down to a finals game like that and you have the ability to close it out, 
you're up 3-1. Like, fam, just win the game. And LeBron passed it to you. Wide open. And a lot of people, a lot of people were giving LeBron flack. Like, see, Jordan would have never passed it. But I guess Jordan <laughs> has passed. If you look back in his in his career, Jordan has passed during similar moments. Steve Kerr. Exactly. Come on. So so you know, uh, you know, LeBron passed it and people were giving him shit like, yo, why would you pass the ball? You take the shot. Like they're they're giving they're taking this away from LeBron's clutch or lack thereof clutch mentality mm-hmm. you know is he really as clutch as the greats should be you know you passed it at that final moment when you could have taken the shot but when you look back at that moment Danny Green was wide open wide open wide open so LeBron kind of set that shot up for him you had everybody over to the left you had everybody over to the right Danny yeah. Green was at the three-point line Dead center in the middle. Not everybody can shoot threes, but you know, just do your thing and focus, man, <laughs> and, and make right. the three. Make right. the three. And he didn't make the three, and, you know, him being on that world stage, he's hearing it right now. Yeah. Hey, people you, are mad at him. I mean, people are mad at him. People are mad at him. But they wore the black Mamba jerseys, too. I, I got I to gotta kind of back up a little bit, man, because Danny Green does have some rings with the Spurs. Mm. And he and he has hit some major shots, so I gotta throw that out there. You know what I mean? It's any Man. given, it's any given Sunday, even on a basketball. Can't make court. every shot, yeah. Even on a basketball court, and he did miss that shot, which I felt, you know, wide open. That's 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 what you do, bro. You you are three point shooter. You you have to hit that shot. Forget yeah. me, you know, you have to hit that shot. He should have hit that shot. Yeah. But but LeBron has missed some shots, you know. Yeah, missed some shots. Even Mike has missed some shots, right? And just like you mm-hmm. said, and just like you said, people forget Jordan did kick it out to Kerr for a game-winning shot. He has kicked it out to Harper for for a shot. You know what I mean? He has dished it to 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 uh, my man um, Pippen. You know, yeah. In, 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 in situations like that, or he'll take it himself, which is which is cool because LeBron has done the same thing. So you can't take away from LeBron's greatness. I won't. Yeah, let, you can't be that hard on LeBron. No, yeah, no. I, I won't. I won't let him do that. I won't do that, and I won't let them do that. But but I'm gonna say this, man. Danny should have hit that shot. But this is a testament to Jimmy Butler, bro. This is this has nothing to do with them because because yeah. even at the end of that game, to to put him up in a position to take the lead with that three point shot, Danny Green took. AD put up a shot that was nasty. He 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 mm-hmm. had a he had a put back layup that put him you know that put him in the range of of winning it mm-hmm. you know, or tying it up. Uh, man, it's it's interesting. I mean, viewership is down obviously because people think that you know COVID had a big big effect and the super team thing. You know, I mean, which yeah, you know that's that's always a debate, right? The super yeah. teams, LA being a super team. Um, and then I even seen some people put out there. Jr. would have hit that shot. Jr. would have hit his. What? <laughs> I see Jr. I see Jr. Hey, jack some shots, boy. I'll put hey, like man. This. We're not gonna go there because a lot no. of people like when it when it when it's when it's really really real during the actual season. People give yeah. Jr. Like he got a ring, right? Right. But even when he got that ring, I remember people were like, man, JR finally got a ring. Like, let's not act like JR is the first player that people give respect to. People, right. people clown JR normally. 
Bro, so bro. now now it's kick it off to JR and he's just Mr. Trusted. I don't buy it. Y'all just yeah. saying things because you're emotional right now. Y'all saying things, y'all emotional. <laughs> and and, let's, yeah. and like I said, let's not get it twisted. Danny Green has what? Two rings as well. Mm-hmm. He got two. That he actually participated in. Danny Green's hit way more shots than JR. Yeah. Yo, that's just facts. He, yeah. was with the, he was with the Spurs, Popovich, Tim Duncan, Ginobili. Like, stop it, bro. Like, stop it. Let's let's not shit on Danny Green because of one bad bad game, you know. And I, and I'll argue that to anybody. That's just facts. That's just facts, right? Jr. He might have got a ring sitting on the bench. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come yeah. on, man. Come yeah. on, man. So, but anyway, um, I think that uh, let, let's get off of them and jump. Like I said, Jimmy, man, come on. Jimmy Butler, bro. Jimmy doing his thing, man. Like, this is this is one thing, you know, like, I've never been a huge LeBron fan. Um, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be mad if LeBron won this finals, you know, got his fourth ring. Right. Um, I really wouldn't be mad, you know. Like, I, I don't have a dog in this fight, you know. Like, if I, if if LeBron took it, cool, you know, he got his fourth ring. He really got what he set out because he was one of the main guys pushing to play during COVID. You know, right. a lot of people were like, nah. So, you know, at the end of the day, I can say he really went and got what he, he set his mind to. Right. But on that other side, if Butler wins, you know, I still look at Butler like a bull, even though he's been on all these other teams since leaving the Bulls. I still yeah, look like, I st- like if, if Butler, you know, pulls it out, and like, say Butler doesn't win because he's got to win every single game. He has to. And I guess it's come. I guess it's worked, right? There's been a few times where people have come back from three-one. Yeah. There's been a few times where people have come back from three-one. So, you know, if Butler really does it, we got to start, you know, having those conversations about Jimmy. Where does he rank? Right. So you know, maybe not greatest of all time, but he really did step it up to a point where it's like. Fam, you're doing some really big things out here. Not only, like you said, he is a leader of a team now. He's found synergy in a team now. Exactly. But he took these people to the finals, and he came back from a 3-1 deficit. So, you know, I would be very happy if Jimmy won as well. There's definitely some uh, hometown pride still there with Jimmy. You know, there's definitely something that I still got to look at and be proud of Jimmy for even making it this far and balling out. And, and and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm kind of conflicted too, because you know AD's from from Chicago. Exactly. So like, yeah, yeah. He exactly. actually he actually went to my my grandma school. You know. So okay. I, yeah. I knew I knew AD when he was young, and um, mm-hmm. man, it's 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 you know it's a, it's it's conflicting, but it's like you know you want to see Jimmy do good. Man. I want to see. I mean, AD getting the ring wouldn't be bad, but I want to see Jimmy. Do good. You know what? Forget mm-hmm. it. Jimmy and AD to the Bulls next year. What's up? Hey, come on, fam. We need him. We need him. We need him, man. Bring him back. Him, Bring him back. Bring him back. Yeah. Hey, tell tell Jimmy we got rid of our uh, front office too. Guard packs no more. No more, man. You know. No more. The Bulls is uh, it's a it's a new era starting for the Bulls, man. So. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's a new era for the Bulls, man. This is uh. Come back. I, I'm just I'm just happy to have sports back. Um, yeah. fo- football is raging. We got football um, back. Um, Bears had won their last game, as we said earlier. Hey, um, hey, hey. Who do they the play next? Against Man. the Bucks, yeah. 
Yeah, against the against the mighty Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Which you know what, yeah. Tom, Tom's looking good. Tom's okay. Looking good. Okay. Um, I haven't I haven't really paid attention to Tom so far on his new team, but you said he's doing all right. Yeah, Tom. Tom's looking good, man. He's he's in rare form right now. Everybody thought that he would uh he would um fall apart without a Belichick and Brady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without Belichick, but he's he's doing his thing. So I mean, shout out to he's Tom. got uh he's got Gronk on his team though, right? Yeah, that's right. But but you know what, Gronk yeah. Gronk's looking a little slow. I still love yeah. Gronk. I still love Gronk, but Gronk ain't producing like he used to. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we got the Panthers next. So we got Carolina next. Mm-hmm. Um, should be a is good. uh Cam Newton still out? Cam Newton is still out, man. Cam Newton is still out. Uh, so the Patriots um, that that road that road that they were on, um, I don't know. They uh they're subbing some people in. I think they played today. Um, but yeah, Cam got a he got he came down with COVID nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully he's doing better. Hopefully he's doing good. Uh, everybody who was around him, the teams that they were playing. Um, hopefully they all got tested and came out negative. So you can only, you know, you can only hope for the best, pray for the best, mm-hmm. uh, in that, in that perspective. But yeah, Cam's still out. Um, yeah, basketball's tonight as well. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah we can yeah, see yeah. if, we can see if Jimmy can, uh, hold him off again. That's a fact. That's a fact. I hope you guys all tune so we in. Got, we got a good sports day today, man. We got a good sports day today. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, man, we need it. We need it. We got elections going on. You need something to decompress. Yeah, so a little sports, yeah. some sports, some Netflix. I mean, nothing wrong with that. A walking, a walk outside with your mask on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, speaking yeah. of Netflix, man, you watched anything re- recently? You watched anything recently? Just if it's, I mean, Netflix or not? Have you have you caught up with any shows or movies? I know for me, um. I got HBO Max and nice. this movie Charm City Kings, mm. which did well at Sundance. And it was uh, produced by, I think, Will Smith and Meek Mill. And Meek Mill like actually, yeah, Meek Mill is actually in the movie as well in a few scenes. But it, it um, based on a true story, you know, Baltimore has a big bike culture, uh, you know, dirt bike, street dirt bike culture um within the black community so there's a lot of kids who like to build up bikes and ride them on the street and pop wheelies and have sideshows and you know ride atvs through the hood and stuff like that and you know meek actually um i think he went through a probation violation for riding a bike through the hood one time yeah he did they were you know they were saying that you know you don't have the you know correct license to be driving this on the street but in Baltimore, I think the cops, they obviously, you know, it's not a perfect situation, but the cops, I think in Baltimore kind of, um, they understand the culture. So it's not necessarily like they lock up every single kid was riding a bike on the streets. Right. You know, they kind of like, if it's contained to like a certain area and things like that, they'll let it rock. They, they embrace but, um, Yeah, they embrace yeah, it. It's not like they're locking up everybody because you don't have a street license to ride this bike on the street and things like right. that. Um, Cause you know, it keeps kids, um, I guess, contained. If they're working on building up a bike and just riding a bike, they're not necessarily doing other things. 
But um, yeah, that's what this whole story is about. Charm City Kings is about a young kid who I think is like 13. He's trying to get down with like the older guys in his neighborhood who are riding bikes. Right. Meek Mill becomes a mentor to him. But it won some Sundance Awards. Meek Mill actually was surprisingly a good actor. So yeah, he did his thing, man. If yeah. If anyone has time, check that out. That's my recommendation for the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right now I'm binging uh Van Helsing. <laughs> okay. I see you. And, you know, and, and I mean it's spooky season out here, you know. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Halloween, uh Halloween events and obviously we can't party for Halloween this year like we would previous years because of the pandemic. Um, but I have kind of, you know, dove into that. Um Van Helsing, the vampire, uh, Hunter, his family, his bloodline, uh, the rising, you know, vampires taking over the world. And, I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Pretty good plot, man. It's a, actually a really okay. good plot. So I, I've been rocking with that. Um, I finished New Girl. So sad. Hey. So, hey. <laughs> so sad, you know. It, it, the, last, right. the, the last episode, I didn't even know it was the last episode to like the end. And I was like, oh, man. Like what do I do now? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, they they have a couple of uh of trending um shows on Netflix. Uh, one being The Hundred, and I don't know if if anybody if you watched The Hundred, I've heard about it. I haven't watched. Man, I I watched The Hundred. Watched it yet? I've heard about it. Yeah, Great I show? watched. Uh, man, I watched The Hundred when it had first came out. No, well, not when I when it first came out, but when it first hit Netflix, and uh and Amazon Prime. But um, man, The Hundred is a good one. If you're looking for a new show, a reality that. show? No, it's, it's not a reality show. It's based on uh, the Earth. Okay. Much, uh, you know, something happening on the Earth, pretty much making it unlivable. So we move up to space, but then, uh, yeah, but then years later, it becomes livable again. Hey. again so they send a hundred people down to try to repopulate. But yeah, yeah, go go check it out. It's it's interesting sci-fi. Um, the hundred and Van Helsing, especially now, like I said, during spooky season, you're looking for something for you and your your family to to, to engage. Van Helsing is a good one as well. Um, yeah, so that, that those are my Netflix uh, recommendations. And, uh, and speaking on that, since we're giving recommendations, we uh, it might not be an official show, but we'll me and Ryan are both uh, reading and listening to um, Fifty Cent Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. So yes, we'll sir. Be- yes, sir. We'll be uh, doing a special episode of a, a review on that, and we man, we might do that live or something. Who knows? Get some other people involved. Hey, but we'll yeah. uh, we'll be doing that. Um, so look out for that. Uh, yeah, that's it. The COD episode seventeen. Hey, we here. We strong. Full speed ahead. Um, stay yes, safe. Sir. Stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, stay we- safe. Next week for episode eighteen. Um, on <laughs> recording on October 18th, yeah. um, we got we got uh the homie Cook Up Cam. Cook it uh, up. Me and him, me and him got a project dropping on the 17th. 17th. Yes, sir. So check out check out Care Pack Two when it drops. But we'll be speaking to Cook Up Cam uh, just about the beats that he provided for that EP. Um, what other artists that he's working on, uh, working with in the city. Um, I guess. You know, he's a sneaker reseller as well. So we're going to speak to him about, you know, pop culture and and uh, streetwear as well. Just see what's going back back uh, 
going on back in Chicago, yeah. you know, someplace that, as you know, me and Paul are from. So we're going to touch base with the hometown and, and just see what's going on in the street, see what's going on musically, and uh, just catch up, catch up with, uh, catch up with the uh, scene, the arts out there. Hey, you heard him, ten seventeen, new EP drop. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Check it out at at the COD or at Brian the MC, our very yes, own. Yes, sir. Hey, this yes, is the sir. COD. This is the COD. COD podcast. Peace. Right. Holla.